Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of choice, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Hello, and today our guest is Kelly Puxty. And a public public thank you, Kelly, for just rescheduling and rescheduling and working um, with them. We're so excited no. to be able to kind of share uh, share a whole lot about what you do. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Kathy. Great to be here. No problem. I completely understand what it's like <laughs> at this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to chat with you today. Yeah, indeed. So it's it's just even exciting to think about where to start. But let's just kind of go back six years. Okay. What did you and Shelley, your business partner, have in mind six years ago? Yeah, so at the time, Kathy, Shelley and I were working for a rumor, a large service provider. Yeah. Um, and we're here based in Newcastle. So it was a pilot area for the NDIS. And we worked in the area of support coordination and everything was quickly evolving at that time, yeah, six years ago, as you mentioned. Uh, As a support coordinator with a caseload of about 38 people, I found it really difficult to find services for people, like the right services. So there was all these new service providers entering the market and the ones that were already in the market were changing what they did and every participant I looked after had different needs. So it was just really hard to keep up, you know, keep your finger on the pulse with what was out there. So we're thinking there must be an easier way to find out rather than ringing the 1-800 numbers and emailing and never getting a response or spending a whole day wandering around an expo. So we, um, yeah, that's how it all happened, just being in the thick of it, being in the thick of support coordination and it just sparked an idea. How about we run a really quick networking event, which isn't your standard networking event. It's based on a speed dating format. So ah. it's... Yeah, it's fun. It's quick. It's interactive. It's sort of over in two, two and a half hours. So you know, we we live in a world where everyone's really time poor. So yeah. it works well yeah. that way as well. So yeah, basically, we set up the room with twenty five providers. So it's quite boutiquey, uh, and the range of providers is quite diverse. Accommodation, employment, uh, support work, you name it, it's there. So the providers host a table and then the support coordinators come in, the LACs, teachers, participants, parents and carers. Yeah, anyone sort of wanting to know what's in their community and they come in there, the speed daters. So they have five minutes at each table. We time it, we ring a bell and they move on to the next table. So it's sort of fast and furious and people are in and out, but it's enough time for them just to make that initial connection and then they can follow up later with any providers that they think, you know, will be suitable yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great. We do 130 of them now. Our first know, year we ran right? 30. Yeah, and now we cover all states, all territories and go to all the little communities as well as we don't want them to miss out. So it keeps us out of trouble. Oh, I think what we need to 
put in here, Kelly, is that it's really official and that it's your business and it sits under the banner of one community. Yes, it does. Yeah. So tell yes. us about one community. What, like, when did you kind of step it up into a whole big entity and and drive? Yes. It? So it was that small idea about yeah. trying to help support coordinators out. We thought, so we went out on our own. We were just sort of ready for a bit of a challenge and, and ran a few locally around Newcastle. It just, yeah. yeah, grew from there. And we just realized how important in this NDIS space it was for people to connect. We're going from a traditional model where providers sort of worked in isolation and and wanted to, you know, control all their participants and didn't want participants going to other providers where it's, you know, a world now where a participant has a support, has their support worker with one provider and their accommodation with another. So it's trying to get the providers to collaborate as well and, yeah, connect, share ideas, share knowledge, and that sort of sparks innovation as well and thinking outside the square. So just sort of evolved from that from that Kathy and we'd run boutique ones now too so not just the generic original we like to call them the OGs the ready set connects <laughs> we now we now do um some specialized ones as well which are much more targeted so we do a ready set connect home which is just for accommodation providers and people looking for a home we do one called Ready, Set, Connect Transition, which is for school leavers, uh, one for innovation. So that's assistive tech uh, providers connecting with occupational therapists and support coordinators. So we're going into those sort of areas too because we found that um, some people like coming to the generic ones where they made all different providers, but there are other people that just want a certain service and uh, that suits them a little bit better. Yeah. So, at yeah. this point, listeners are probably just imagining you with a jetpack on your back just zooming all over the country, but you have a team of 14 incredible humans. Tell us about who's on your team. Yeah, well, in the beginning, I think for the first 18 months, it was just Shelley and I. At that yeah. stage, we were only doing 30 events, but it was pretty much like that. We were just one airport to the next. I mean, we had an absolute fantastic time doing it, and we weren't really paying ourselves much. It was just, you know, trying to get it up off the ground. Um, which is fun for a while (laughs) oh it was and I had a little girl um, she was just starting school so I had to get someone in to help with her and yes I did you know you do have to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. Um, but now yeah we have a team of 15 now so it's gradually grown over that time and we can share the travel a lot more I don't do as much travel I maybe do 12 events a year um, and we spread it across the team we have staff spread out around the country too to help with the travel. So we have mm. Queensland-based staff, Melbourne-based staff, Sydney-based staff. Um, and they're all, they all love the events. Everyone's always putting their hands up to do more events because they love going to the events. Um, Don Elgin is a Paralympian uh, or ex-Paralympian now, but he is our head of events. So he heads up that team. He's a motivational speaker. is his original profession. So he's great at hosting the events. People absolutely love him. Um, so he heads up the events team, which is made up of great enthusiastic people. So we're very lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the events to look for, it's really clear on your website, is the Ready, Set, Connect. And that's the speed dating, two and a half hours networking events. Yes. And I'm, I, I think you're really, really clever going in for those bespoke sort of focused events. Mm. Because yes. you're right, there's a need for both, isn't there? Starting out or wanting to refresh your entire 
you know, support crew. You might yeah, go that's for the right. general one, but at times you just need some expertise and focused conversation. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I find with this generic, the original Ready Set Connects, we get a lot of new support coordinators to those ones because they're just trying to get their head around the whole industry and what's out there. So it's yeah. that's it really suits them. But then your support coordinators that have been around for a while are looking, yeah, for more specific stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. so back to the one community business that you run. Why why would I want to become a member? I'm just generally curious because yeah, I've read about okay. it. Yeah, what's the membership? Yeah. Well, we have a, a really diverse range of members as well. We have small regional members, state members and national members, and they're, they're just typically providers that uh, are looking to increase their client base uh, looking to raise their brand awareness and, yeah, just connect with other other providers. So we get some providers that are new to the industry and they've heard that our events are the way to grow their business. And, yeah, and that other, um, we also have providers that have been around for a long time and just join up year to year and feel like they get, yeah, a lot out of our events and uh, we're instrumental in growing their business. So that's nice to hear. You must provide a link to that in the show notes, right? So it's really applicable for um, people who want to follow up. Absolutely. And then in your spare time, you you run this little insignificant event called the Australian Disability <laughs> Services Conference and Awards. Yes, we how do. Did that which come about? How did how yeah. like, was that a glass of wine? What was that about? It was a little bit, actually, yes. What what we found when we were travelling around is there's so many great stories out there, especially, you know, little remote towns and and you hear a lot of the negative stuff in the media and we felt that the good stuff wasn't being celebrated enough. Uh, So I think it was actually over a wine, I think it is now, specific awards gala dinner that acknowledges you know, stuff that's happening in the NDIS space. So we came up with the idea and we talked to a few people and, um, yeah, it's sort of it's, it's grown from there. But we've also found it's a good way to bring the level of service up across the industry because it's setting a benchmark almost for others to follow. They're hearing what others are doing and going, oh, wow, that's good. Maybe we need to lift our game a little bit. So it's sort of helped in, in that area too. Um but it's definitely a lot bigger than what we thought when we were having that wine chatting about it. But oh yeah, we'll just run the awards night. Too easy. But turns out it needs a full time person for twelve months, and she's we're two weeks in, two weeks to go today actually, Kathy. So she's working around the clock, Amy. She's another former Paralympian, the absolute legend and event extraordinaire. So she's busy mm. putting the final touches together for that. How many years has the um, conference and awards been running? We're in the third year now, so we're in Melbourne this year at the Exhibition and Conference Centre, so that should um, be a great venue. It has a conference during the day, as you mentioned, and then leads into the awards at at night time. So it's a big day. We, um, uh, yeah, by the time midnight clicks over, we have all these great intentions of partying all night long, but we're fast asleep. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) I was having a look at the program um, on the awards and um, I think Bill Shorten has said he's going to yes. be Yes. But I've got to say I'm a huge fan of Graham Innes. Yes, yes. So Graham, yeah, he's such a lovely guy and so wise as well. So we're really happy with 
snagged him. Well, he's coming to the awards, but he's also our keynote speaker for the conference during the day. So he's going to talk about the NDIS review and the impact that's going to have on, you know, the service side of things. So um, that should be an interesting chat. Um, But, yeah, our conference is a little bit different where it's uh, for the workforce, delivered by the workforce. So we go out to our service providers or to every service provider and call for abstracts. Um, and that's abstract process It brought in about 70 different abstracts. So then we have a conference panel that has the task of sifting through those and, and picking the right ones. So it's come, we've come up with a really good program that looks at innovation. I'm just trying to think what the pillars are. There's innovation. That so we can talk to it. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got innovation. You correct me if I'm wrong. Successful service delivery. Yeah, there is people and culture, which is you know, coordination, very topical and support coordination. Yeah, so there's yeah presentations that fit into each of those streams with Graham heading it up at the beginning. Yeah. So, and I I guess what struck me about the program is that it it is really um quite it's an all rounder if you like. There's yes significant household names. A lot of yes. people would know, but then there's also um, businesses. And I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't looked. At, oh, I wonder what they're up to. And I, yeah. you know, I was going to make our appointment to start. Um, yeah. And there's smaller organisations there that have got it's that small but mighty kind of piece, isn't it? Yeah. Just well, that's right. And we've got yeah, we've got something to learn from everybody, and that's yeah. what we find along the way on our travels. The people that we meet yeah. and find out these extraordinary things. Yeah. Yeah. Time to time, um, we're asked about from business owners, and we work with allied health business owners. Should I apply for awards? Are they worth it? Are they a lot of work? Or what would yeah. you get out of it? What would what would your answer to them be? Yeah, I would say absolutely. I think yeah, there is a bit of effort to it. We try to keep ours pretty streamlined, but yeah. it is important to put in a quality nomination because you know after all that's what the judging panel goes off so you do see a wide range of quality in in the nominations but there's so much credibility that comes along with being an award winner or a finalist and you can you know put it on the footer of your email or on your website and it makes you stand out from the crowd I mean if if you think if you're someone that's researching different services and there's one that's won awards it's one that you're probably going to lean towards and um I think also if you're someone looking for work, um, you know, it's a competitive market out there trying to get good staff, but you're, if you've got awards to your name, it's, you're probably more likely to attract better candidates. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, Cathy, I think is people that work for the organisation, it's a great way to recognise them and all their hard work because we don't often stop and celebrate staff and what they're doing. And so, yeah, it's good for staff morale as well. Yeah. I've um, worked with a couple of our clients through the application process, and this is more um, the entry levels of Telstra, but a lot of the local municipalities have really amazing business award programs where they will actually coach you through how to apply. Great. And um, I remember really, really enjoying the process and it was really smart and really interesting and really gave the business owner a lot of food for thought if you like and really got them thinking and I think between the two of us 
um, as the coach, we were able to come up with all sorts of examples that for this business owner just felt like business as usual. Well, doesn't everybody do that? And I'm going, no, they don't do it like that. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Thing that you did and we tried it for six months and, you know, oh. then you just absorbed it. And it was really, really good. That's not, right. so much a, not only a reflective practice, but a real um, sort of celebration and just a, an ability to kind of hold some authority and hold some presence. Um, yeah, that's it. Feel good about yourself. Yeah. And it's a free, free marketing exercise, really. I mean, yeah. other than if you're going to travel to the awards. But, you know, we uh, engage a PR company as well, so they do a nationwide sort of media release and target yeah. it on the communities where there's finalists. So, yeah, very much worth their while. Yeah. So yeah. one community has got the Ready, Set, Connect speed dating networking events going. It's got a membership piece. Yes. Um, does one community do anything else or anything else that we haven't mentioned? That is pretty much it. Mm. So we do, yes. So we're busy. We're, yeah, an events-based company that revolves around connections. So we do this, the Ready, Set, Connects for 130 throughout the year and finish off the, with the big event uh, at the end of the year, the dinner, ATSCA, which we like to refer to it as. So, so that keeps, really that's busy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and we do keep coming up with ideas too, Kathy. the stuff, what about this, what about that? And as often we just have to go, hold back, hold back. Like we felt, Bill, we've had this huge growth and we just need a period of stabilisation. So we're just sort of trying to hold back. We've got a few little ideas clicking over in our head. Um, so maybe next year we'll start looking at those. Well, that's what I was going to inquire about. You must have read my uh, my mind. mind. We're <laughs> recording this towards the end of 2023. What do you think our community will get up to in 2024? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. And it'll be interesting with this review as well. Uh, I, I'm interested in, in how the aged care reform stuff's going to look and whether that's going to align with the NDIS um, mm. and that could sort of change the way we do things as well. Um, I'm hoping the NDIA has some administration changes so that's all smoother process for participants and not so stressful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's only going to get better. about the review? Any what? Sorry, Kathy. Any hunches about the review? No, I don't. It's all a little bit vague, and I'm hoping Graham can enlighten us a little bit. But (laughs) they do keep saying that they're going to fix the administration side of the NDIA, so it's a more personable experience for participants. Like it's just so hard now for a participant to ring up the NDIA and get answers on their plan or have changes to the plan, and it's you know often shouldn't be a stressful experience. It's meant to help them. So I'm hoping there's some changes around around that yeah yeah so our community is a business you don't have to sell all the mention all the secrets anything you're thinking you might look at oh in terms of growth yeah yeah Yeah. well I think we're going to really focus on at these specialty events and growing those yeah so we're looking at getting into the mental health space there and also early intervention so there would be two um, new areas for next year. Yeah, but who knows what else? Yeah, are there any geographical areas that you're not getting into yet? Not really, we do tend to go places where people give us a call. We often get a phone call saying, "Oh, I've heard about your events. Can you come to our community?" And 
and we work with them to get it off the ground. Uh, we don't like to go into communities just cold and no one knows us and think, who are you? So we try to work with the local communities. So, um, yeah, we go Yeah, we go to a lot of regional areas. I don't know what the breakdown is, but they're our more favourite ones too. Mm. Very friendly and have a couple and, yeah, yeah. yeah. a bit of a chat. Yeah. 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 And the awards, the Australian Disability Services Conference and awards, they're going to go from strength to strength as well? I think so. Well, every year they grow with the awards this year. We've packed the room out at 420 people. Wow. So that's, that sold out a number of weeks ago. Um, so that's huge. And the, the conference too, we've got up to about 250 with that at the moment. And last year we had 200. So that's uh, growing as well. Um, so it's just... I guess, yeah, so it's our third year and it's just word of mouth after a while um, mm. and more mm. and more people hear about it and we get more nominations each year and more conference abstracts, so, yeah. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalised report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. Is the conference during the day available online? It is. And that's a separate website to one community. It's atska.com.au, but I can put that in the notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so love it, love it, love it. Let's. I'm I'm curious to know a little bit about uh, the business side of things. So you you've got your business partner Shelley. What yes? What are you learning about being business owners through all of this uh, change? Yeah, the growth is hard. I'm learning. <laughs> so I think you, it's funny, your dream is just to grow as a business and have more staff and but it just the more you grow, the more challenges it presents. Um, but having said that, we've got the best team and we have no staff turnover. We have a, a hoot of a time, but I think that's that's what I learned. And I, and I think Shell and I thought the more staff we get, the more we'd step away. But is that what's happening? Not really, <laughs> uh, because we're just taking on more things. So Shell and I's role is to help get things off the ground. So when we're talking about the mental health event, we'll start working on that together to get it off the ground. We do. We have another event that I haven't mentioned. It's called the Success Circle, and it's for leaders in the industry. And I forgot totally about that, which is weird because we have our first one next Thursday, Kathy, and that's my big project at the moment. But we had feedback that because to our events, our Ready Set Connect, it's mainly business development managers that come along and community engagement managers, not sort of that top level, you know, CEOs, directors. So we had some feedback that they would like something to get together and discuss the issues that they have. So 
we're running an event. It's called the Success Circle, and it is not speed dating. Um, it is the traditional mode of networking over wine and beer, which is my favourite sort of networking. And um, we're doing that here on Newcastle Harbour next Thursday, and it is featuring a panel of experts talking about contemporary leadership. So, so we'll have a lot of leaders in the room there and also some business services. So we're trying to connect providers with local business services, might be accountants, bookkeepers, IT services, things that they can potentially outsource to help build their efficiencies because they're um, sort of under admin burdens. So they're the kind of projects that Shell and I get involved with now. We try and get them started, evolve them, and then we hand them over to staff. So, yeah. Yeah, but having your own business is wonderful. Obviously, it presents a lot of flexibility. Um, you can create a team that, you know, will work well with you and work well with each other. Like we've got a fantastic team culture and we generally employ people that we've worked with before and know that will fit the team. So, yeah, we're certainly building something special. From what, um, from what you said earlier, you've got local team in Newcastle, but then you've got remote team as well. So yes. are you guys managing a, a hybrid team? Yes, everyone works from home. We do have a small office here in Newcastle where IT guys place themselves because they like to be together, the IT team. Everyone else works from home. Because we do a lot of travel, it just seems to work well that yeah. way. But we spend a lot of time doing this, Kathy, <laughs> talking on video calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't so know what feel, that feels like. Yeah. And we have a general manager who's wonderful. Her name's Bridget Walsh. She is great at keeping that team culture alive with a remote team. So we do a lot of things online. Like we had an office suite yesterday for Melbourne Cup, which mm -hmm. I didn't win, unfortunately. Uh, we bring the team together at the awards and conference, obviously, but also we have another get-together. So we're really big on, yeah, connecting the team. So with a hybrid work-from-home team, what other secrets have you got for creating and sustaining that great culture you speak to? Yeah, well, we even just, we get together for birthdays. So we'll have, get the whole team together and we'll have a coffee, a coffee at home, obviously, but everyone will just have their coffee and we'll, have informal catch-ups over video. So it's not always formal meetings that we're having on video. It'll be informal catch-ups too. We do some online yoga sessions as well occasionally, get everyone together. Um, what else? Oh, we do e-cards for birthdays. Everyone puts funny videos up. and uh, Yeah, we're just really close-knit close team. We're trying to build a culture of everyone supporting one yeah. another and so when when you're in a small business if someone goes on leave it affects the whole team so build yeah. a culture where people can step into each other's roles and cover when they need and yeah yeah we've got a um an appointment in our calendars uh because we also run a um a fully remote international team we've got a session um it's just an hour booked every week and it's just the co-working time and so yeah. whatever you're working on, you can just jump onto Teams and, you know, your work friends will be there and yeah. you might sort of digress a little from what you signed up for and you might just chat and share some stuff and it's at the end of the week, which is nice as well. Yeah. Um, it's just oh, having lovely. some friends around while you're pottering around doing your work. So oh, definitely. Yeah. We I, I don't know whether I should mention this, but we also have this internal um 
what would you call it, team bonding activity. It's called Ready, Set, Bet. And we have a, a we all chip in and have a bet every week. On <laughs> what? Or whatever you like. So we all pitch in. We've got like, it's on sports bet. Like a, we've pitched in $35 each to begin with. So we've got this pool of money and, and we have a roster of whose turn it is to bet every weekend. So you can bet on horses or on golf or whatever's happening that weekend. So um, that's always a bit of a laugh too. So we tease the ones that don't make us any money and praise the ones that make us lots of money. And yeah, just being, oh making gosh. sure no one's developing a gambling I'm just going to leave that one hanging there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> but it it speak to that culture of what makes you laugh, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, we yeah we have lots of laughs. Yeah, that's right. We've got we we'll pay each other out. No one takes each other too seriously. So pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so loving um loving hearing a little bit more uh about about this. What um. So if we think about the guys that are listening to this conversation, they're allied health business owners. Yep. Do you think um do you think they need some invitation? Do you think would you like to see more of them in these ready set connect events? Yeah, absolutely. It's like no, I I find that people are always looking for allied health. Like yeah. people come to our events and if we don't have many allied health providers there they were like oh shame there weren't more allied health providers here so it seems mm. to be one of the more sought after services so i definitely encourage them to come along um i think it would be a good step in they're looking to attract more clients it would definitely happen through our events because that's what people are looking for um always seems you know if there's wait lists people come to our events to find an ot or whatever that's available now um, just thinking that could be one of the reasons why that so many allied health businesses have got wait lists that they, you know, are actively managing yeah. in their, um, their current clients. So, so Yeah, and that's what some of them, you know, who would usually come to our events, if they don't come, you're like, oh, why couldn't you make it to the event? And they say, well, we just don't have capacity. We can't take on any new clients, so there's no point in coming to your event. And I don't want to, don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah, they wouldn't make a mistake by coming to the events. If they've got capacity, they will fill it. Yeah. 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 Anything else you'd like listeners to kind of consider? Really, Kathy, I just, yeah, don't underestimate the value of connection, I think, mm -hmm. and working with other providers and being able to refer to one another and building those sort of relationships as well. And that's also what we're building at One Community, relationships where, you know, if someone is at capacity, they have, you know, someone to recommend and and refer to another provider. So they, we're working really well together in yeah. that they refer to each other when they're at capacity. Yeah. It's not just trying to keep all the business to themselves and, you know, it's all about the participant now, putting the participant first. I wonder if what happens is that business owners just develop their own little micro networks and just get a little reliant on what could they be quite a small, very, very historically based um, yes. set of relationships rather than kind of getting a little out of their comfort zone and a little more out there and building some new, fresh networks as well. Absolutely. You risk just sticking with the people that you know, I think. 
Oh, definitely. And yeah, you, they get comfortable, I think, in that little environment. But yeah, yeah. they will miss, miss out or get behind if they don't branch out a little bit. It's just changing so much. Like new providers all the time and providers changing what they do. And yeah, you just got to keep up with it or otherwise you'll be left behind. Indeed, indeed. Kelly, yeah. thank you so much for coming in and sharing up all oh, thank the you. stuff. I, um, I'm going to try and get to the conference and I'll give you a wave. Oh, I'd love that. Mm. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Love to see you there, Cathy. Yeah, thanks for your time today too. Pleasure. Giving Pleasure. me a platform to talk about One Community. Oh, well, we'll have to get you back because, um, yeah, we can sort of provide some ongoing updates for, for people as well. I'm a big fan of connection um and i think yeah, now right. in contemporary business it has lots of different looks and feels you know it's um yeah not just sitting in stuffy networking events it's and i and i would really be encouraging mm -hmm. listeners to broaden their networks more so now than ever 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 yes yeah and it can be a little bit overwhelming networking but um that's the, the joy of speed dating is that everyone meets everyone. You're not sort of standing in a corner thinking, who do I talk to? I'm too shy. Yeah, yeah you're just sort of made to meet everyone and makes right it easy, makes easy. networking easy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly, so much. Thanks, Kathy. Speak to you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.